Yo, what's up? It's JJ Lang, Justin James Lang, calling from Kingston, Rhode Island, at the University of Rhode Island's radio station, 90.3 WRIU. Just want to give a shout out to the boys in jerk practice who have reached their 100th episode podcast. That is a monument in podcast history. Guys, I love you and I hope to see you soon. And make sure to keep your dog's bathroom room nice and tidy because no one wants to shit in mess. All right. I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. I'm out. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, every time. We are now hot. Tons is just talking about Nazi salutes in high school. Da turd. That's what they're going to call you, Doc Turd. Uh, trademarks. <laughs> right off the bat, trademark. How is there not a Doc Turd? I, I don't know. I'm at, like... It's got to be my little wrestling It only took sidekick. us a hundred episodes to come up with Doc Turd. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hilarious. I agree. I, but I'm serious. Have you ever heard it before? No. This is why we do this. This is why we do this. This is right. What's an idea mill, baby? God, that's great. Big mouth, move over. Doctored. <laughs> Doctored. <laughs> it's just a, a doctor's office <laughs> full of turds, I guess. I don't. It's just an abrasive. You know, it's a, if it's SNL, it's just an abrasive doctor. And they keep going, Doctored. Uh, yeah, like a... Doctored. You're filthy. <laughs> It would be. It's just he would be doctored. Well, I don't see the problem. And cooling quickly. <laughs> Where were you on that hand? You were even cool slow your on, heels on the acerbic remarks. Doctor Henning's not talking until we officially start, oh. and he doesn't count doctored. I'll make yeah, as not, official business. Not up to my standards. <laughs> Well, then your standards are of musky in proportions. <laughs> I guess we got to go. We should probably start with a couple dudes, huh? 99 dude salute. And dude. 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 I forgot why we duded in the first. Oh, no, I remember now. Sound check. Didn't you start it? <laughs> it was just the Wasn't first it thing. your idea? Just the first thing anyone said on mic. That's all it takes, baby. Mm-hmm. Lay it down and we'll hold on to it forever. And then it was co-opted and Dutard taken. Trump. What? We lose everything. We lose everything. What did tr- Remember uh, <laughs> Trump and uh, uh, what's his name from North Korea? Dutard? <laughs> they kept calling each other Dutard. No. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those like weird midnight tweets, and everybody was like, "Did he just call him Dotard?" <laughs> oh, Dotard! He's a Dotard. Oh, Dotard, right? Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, come on, guys! Look at the inflection. But that was my. It's funnier if it's Dotard. That was my X Games name when I finally got a sponsor. Here comes Dotard <laughs> with the kickflip. <laughs> you said a big giant green Bart Simpson hairdo. <laughs> All right, Dutard, a little bit better than Doc Turd. 
I, I don't think it is. Uh, they're no. so close, though. Dutard and Doctor tag team on the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Shall we start? Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. 100 episodes. The Hendrith. 100th episode extravaganza. Hendrith. Oh, yeah, Henny. No, Bursting meant, at the seams. I meant to. Mm. I went to. I was like, it's the Hendrith that Henning's supposed to lead. Lead, Henning. Now we start. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, all you <laughs> hot rods, gods, and tods to the Jerk Practice 100th uh, episode extravaganza. To my right, Doctored Toilet, Hans Freiwald. Mm-hmm. Bow. To a right above my head in this Brady Bunch t- mosaic tile of, of people on my phone, Casey <laughs> the General Van Heel. Professor Dutard. <laughs> PhD. Oh. D for Dutard. PhDT. <laughs> DT. I got the DTs, man. I got the Dutards. <laughs> I can write a whole do ad-, ad camp, hipster ad campaign right now. Here comes Dutard. He's got the DTs, the the Dutards shaking. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I'm seeing monsters, man. The Dulirium Tremens, <laughs> just, like an old flop house. He just got to shakes again. I'm just gonna say, do you know how many bottles of Dulirium Tremens you would sell in Williamsburg? <laughs> Can I get a Dulerian it's the green elephants, man? Oh god, it's so good. Jeez, that is brilliant. I know it's funny, but it's funny because it's real. Should be real. It could work. It could so work. Could so work. Do you guys remember there was speaking because we're speaking of Dulerium Tremens and the the old Surge Shakes? Did you guys remember that? <laughs> To sell, like, Coke's version of Mountain Dew, at the time, there was that drink called Surge. Oh, yeah. Which was just a richer green than Mountain Dew. But the one commercial I remember was this, like, epic... Oh, yes. Like, uh, hurdles. It was, like, dirty couches Mm -hmm. in an alley. And just a bunch of, like, soiled children clamoring over... Stoner obstacle course. It, yes, yes, it was on the exactly. side of a hill, and all they were doing was jumping over furniture. And to get to a surge. Bong, bongs. <laughs> dodging bongs. They had to jump through a <laughs> No, Henning, that was the video game a bong. Right. Henning, were you going to uh, um, pull out your loot and engage us with the doot, doot, doot? You mean like, oh, I have... I have a I have something prepared, but it needs to be recorded. Oh, mm, insert we- now! Hey, everybody! It's the hundredth episode of Jerk Practice. We love you. The hundredth episode's here. Gonna stay up late, drink some soda and beer. It's my favorite thing to hear. It's hundred time, isn't it great? It's hundred time, and everything's great. Going to the mall, oh 
with my earphones in and a doe on my chin. It's my favorite thing to hear. It's hundred time and everything's great. It's hundred time and everything's great. It's hundred time and I feel great. We will have heard it by now if you put it in its correct intro spot <laughs> we should really discuss these things nope 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 but nope. it doesn't matter henning it doesn't ha- matter because well you i'm sure are working on something amazing hey yeah. hey hey the fat whites might have a hendrith song ready to go <laughs> oh good <laughs> and mine aren't any better recorded right now with nothing than if i were to take a karaoke track on youtube and whiskey train it <laughs> you got oh good so Lord. i got a song uh but actually henning just a side note you might need to put it to guitar but i think you know the chords mm. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Me, 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 me. I'll figure out the chords later, yeah. Welcome to the Hendrith pod. There's no reason to be scared. <laughs> There's plenty more in Hot Rod God. So I hope you're all prepared for a podcast of lights. It's a laugh parade. You can listen all night. Jerks, you'll have it made. And perhaps one of the Black Bundys played. On F sixty three, can't you see it's paradise? And thrice are the jerk offs who pod here. Give them mics and call them queer. They'll talk <laughs> off your ear, or perhaps they'll divert to Dom. It's up to Dom. <laughs> My name's Dr. (laughs) Toilet. I've been here for years. Don't you try to spoil it by listing all my fears. I did my time in the lights of lime. No real reason, just for a good time. But now I'm here to podcast. Podcast town. Oh, man. Do we need to change the name of the podcast to Podcast Town? Oh, again, <laughs> if we had named it that in the first place, we'd be competing with Serial right now. <laughs> we'd be on HBO <laughs> talking about Nazi salutes in Wisconsin. Uh, they'd be like, wow, those guys are way... I can't listen to the pod anymore. They're uglier than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> They would find people with our names that are way more attractive than us. Oh, God. That'd be so, oh, my God. They, yeah, they'd give us the Milli Vanilli treatment. But, is, but well, it's reverse, like, I guess? There was that... Um, just uh, just uh, some did, South African guys with dreadlocks. I don't think it's them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. There was that uh, great documentary about all of the uh, people in front of Man's Chinese Theater. Yes. That like solicit like dollars for pictures, yes. and I remember watching it. and I was like, "This is great." I was like, "Oh man, if that guy stands real still, he looks like Christopher Reeves or George Clooney." Except they all had desperate giant gaps in their teeth. <laughs> yeah, right. And and you and I just were cheesing out because we were like, "That's the best 
tell for a lookalike is like, well, all lookalikes have gap teeth. <laughs> I I, remember, I think this Brad Pitt now he's got a gap in his tooth. I remember the gap tooth, and then the only other thing I recalled is the level of like rage problems that these like characters suffer oh. from was gave me chills like they'd be like hey take a picture with your friendly superman and somebody like nah man i'm okay he's like give me a fucking dollar fucking dollar (laughs) just so fucking (laughs) (laughs) well the best slash worst one was the batman because this was i mean when we watched it we were living in new york so this was almost a decade after batman and robin came out so the guy that looked like a balding buck tooth George Clooney was like, I'm going to go out and be like, yo, I'm Batman. Take a picture with Batman. And people are like, you don't look like fucking Christian Bale. Who the fuck are you? And he would just, <laughs> he just had rage problems. So people would just constantly attack him on the fact that he looks like Batman. And then he would argue with them and be like, no, George Clooney, Batman. And then they'd go, you don't even look like George Clooney. He's like, I'm going to kill your mother. <laughs> Do you think I keep trying to picture George Clooney bald with a gap tooth? It kind of looks like David Letterman to me, but like, do, would he like? Would he look good? He'd probably still look good. He, the guy, what? looked like handsome. I guess in anywhere else but Los Angeles, probably. Why does he not have a cowl? By the way, why is he balding? He, oh, yeah. how do you know he's balding? Well, because they talk to him off camera, and he can't not show his actual. <laughs> Almost Headshot. George Clooney yeah. face. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You got to get it because out Because he does. When he, like, stands stoic, you're like, wow, that looks like George Clooney in a, a cheap Spencer Gifts Batman outfit. And then he talks, and you're like, ah, that gap. You could park a car <laughs> in that gap. Could you? I mean, let's be honest. I know we all have established our, our lives in a certain way. But, I mean... So rewind the clock. Imagine there's not all the the, yeah. the great good gifts of life. Not the work. Is it a is it a horrible hustle to dress up like knockoff Batman and try and make a few bucks outside a theater, or is it better to work at a hot dog place like me, for instance, or <laughs> any other number of Joe jobs? Should I have been Batman it up? Should I have been Ed Norton in it up? Should I have had the Schwastikon and been uh, <laughs> right, and just I'm History the, like, X next Norton? to Mario going, I'm American History X guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Sure, I'll snap a picture. I'm just saying. I don't think I would have the stomach for it, but if you have any performative bone in your body, I think you would get into it and you would make a great whatever you chose i Hansi. think it's, no, in, it's in your I wheelhouse think you specific get into it or yeah, would you I'm get Henning, bored like... of the one character because you'd have it figured out i i wonder if i i really don't know how well my constitution is i am kind of scared of people so it might not but be it, good it's it's kind of the same thing like imagine like instead of you playing like Ed Norton from whatever, like American History X is funny. Like <laughs> you're soliciting as Ed Norton, or let like hypothetically say you got a bit part on a show and you're forever remembered as like Potsy from you know like Happy Days. Sure. It's the same. Like, would you still hustle as this fake person? Because hmm. it's not you. None of them are you. You're not making money, like shucking and jiving. Because you 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 are 
because of like something you've created, it's just like, oh, look at him. He looks like Luigi. <laughs> like, I want to give him a doll. Not you specifically. I was just picking a like a no, I didn't, I didn't think out so. of the ether. I, <laughs> Which you just like flipped your computer like, I don't look like fucking Luigi. Um, was I going to say? I do... not your character, but you would find a way to make it fun. Well, all right. So this hits me all the time and we've probably discussed it. And I'll, we'll discuss it again because if there's anything a hundred episodes tell me, there's a few rehashes in there. Every once in a while, we go back <laughs> to the old Lutheran well, or so maybe we oh, talked yeah. about this. But like, I saw Pat Sajak. Does this have to do with malls? No, <laughs> it has to do with lake fish. No, I saw Pat Sajak <laughs> on the first baseline at Dodger Stadium, a primo seats. Magic Johnson was trying to look mm-hmm. over his, like was trying to look over his shoulder, like like could you sit down, Pat? He's yeah. like, I these are my season tickets. It's like because Pat Sajak, you know, is a tr- trillionaire. I'm assuming or something. Sure. But like he's been doing it for what thirty years, thirty five years. He you can assume that Pat Sajak has only he's only ever gotten a raise. So imagine. <laughs> Doing a normal shitty job right. for 30 years, except he's been on fucking television Yeah, since we were like infants. So, but if you're, it's not, it doesn't, do you, I don't, I don't want to be a judgy guy here, but like, why not hang it up 20 years ago and just retire on 50, 10 years ago and retire on 25 years of wheel money? Right. Because what would you do, I guess? Well, apparently. Yeah. Scared of retiring. Well, paint like is he a painter? Is he a writer? He was a stand-up. Maybe comic. he does has nothing. He was a stand-up comic before he got the gig. Oh, word! So dr- let it That's go, awesome, and hit the road. That's too much work, though. He's ready for it. He hasn't worked a day in thirty-five goddamn years. But think about how soft you would get. Like think about <laughs> like, like it's hard. No, and I'm and I and I don't mean like the amount of like. Comparatively to other performers and comedians, like we did not do a ton, but we got up a lot in a lot of different venues in front of a lot of different people, tons of people, three people, people who loved us, people who hated us like like that. If you don't keep that, it goes like you lose that drive. Like if you're Pat Sajak, why would you ever want to get up in front of anybody who is drunk, sober, or not, and just goes, eh, fuck you, you suck, wheel, uh, give me a vowel. Like, fuck that. <laughs> like, you don't <laughs> have to do that. Ooh, like, I, that why would you ever, one. like, do, like, so I would assume he's just like, I, <laughs> I made it, I never have to do an open mic again. Yeah. You're making a case or, for uh, respect of Bob Saget right now, because he's, he's put in his time on America's Funniest on full house and now he's back doing doing shows still doing the stand up thing credit for the hustle i won't give him credit for content yeah (laughs) and and believe it or not i respect a jobber i don't necessarily respect the persona and since we've done that sketch speaking of early sketches and since we've done that sketch which for context is key was a sketch where we um talked about how, uh, how bob saget you know is kind of a butthole for trying to cover up all those years of wholesome entertainment. Oh my God. Now I'm going to 
ruin what I'm about to say because I just remembered that he's back on Full House. But because <laughs> there was a shift where everybody kind of agreed with us where it was like, yeah, Bob Saget, like, kind of fucked that guy. But then in, like, the 13 years or 12 years until he got Full House, slowly but surely, chip, chip, chip away, he started to gain more and more respect back. Or it was always there, but people started being vocal about it, at least just because I listen to a lot of comedians on their podcasts about Bob Saget. And I think the reason is, is for exactly what you're talking about, which Sajak should get on it, is he just kept, Bob Saget started going up and eating shit on a regular basis. And finally other comics were like, you know what? That guy doesn't have to eat shit. And he's eating shit. So, good on you. Props. But now he's on Full House again. I mean, I'll give him that. Like, he could totally just skip it. Skip to the front of the line because he's Bob Saget and get primo spots and just do the type of stuff I've seen him do that I fucking hate. Where he's just like, "Uh, I don't know, uh, Olsen twins, they're hot. now. I'd fuck them. What am I talking about? Uh, I'm the daddy. Yay. Look at the pussy. Yay. You know, like, he's just gross. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) But that's what he would do. Like, he would just be like, ah, I got a boner now. Hey, who's going to take care of it? Like, it was just terrible, awful stuff. Stop like, it. look it up. He's All got right. specials I, on that, YouTube. His material's not that good. Because if I saw Bob Saget go on stage and his opener was, hey, I got a boner. Who's going to take care of it? I'd, I'd go see his, his second show if he was doing two in a night. Put him in the garden. Maybe. Hickory dickory dock. Bob's got a boner. <laughs> Yes, it's got to be boner because you can't use cock. Hickory dickory duck. I got a hard one. What are you going to do? Hickory dickory donor. Uh, <laughs> um, No, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, like, honestly, but if you were Pat Sajak, like, would you? Like, we, like, I would, like, I have this connection to, like, comedy clubs and coming up and, like, the idea of doing it like I w- would be into it like if I was in the position of like oh I could possibly like start from scratch like if I wanted to do stand-up comedy I'd be more than happy to do that but like if you're out of it like if you're like I hate these places I hate these people like why would you ever go back like why would you ever dip your toe back in that I just wish I had some sort of influence and I could like I, and I'm so I'm an influential Hollywood guy, and I just get Bob Saget's ear, or not Bob Saget, Pat Sajak's ear for a an evening. I'm just like Pat, I want to make you the biggest fucking star in the world, and just that's my project, and just get him back on top, have him start talking. Louis C.K. He takes Louis's spot as the dirty hate my wife comic, <laughs> hate my kids comic, whatever. Hate Vanna. I could see. I could see all Vanna humor. All Vanna, all Vanna, baby. Vanna, how hot is she? Vanna's the opener. She's filthy. Just doing those like she's like Sarah Silverman, you know, doing jokes out of her butt cheeks. Every punchline she has to slowly turn over. Oh yeah, every punchline is a letter. She has to spell out her punchlines out. Then you only got to do five jokes. That's like twenty minutes right there. You, D. Oosh. And then the oosh is like one tiny one. Like that's a punchline. <laughs> you got to play with the space. You got to play with the stuff. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not stand up. Maybe Pat and Vanna could start a sketch duo. 
Ooh, she could do more of that, like, performance sort of magic, like the amazing Jonathan. Like, she flips the stuff around and it's just saucy pictures. Ooh, that's good. That's not bad. Um, speak. <laughs> I, I, we could pitch that show tomorrow, Vanna White, Dopey Magician. Why? I, I guess we'd have to go back in the annals, but I have to assume at some point Vanna was offered her own gig, right? Hmm. Maybe. No? What annals are you talking about? Just the history of television. Television shows. Oh, that's right. Henning and I are keyed into it. How oh, they... Henning, Kashi, Goldwyn, Meyer. <laughs> Where did Vanna get discovered? I wonder. Hustler. Is she a hot Doing young comic? Doing something saucy, probably. Washing a car, watering a garden. Whatever those pinup pictures are. Yeah. She was probably... I bet... You know what? I bet she was like Miss Nevada or something bullshit miss teen nevada i feel like i remember seeing some sort like and now it seems like back then it was questionable but now it seems real fucking sexist and pitiful where it's like vanna what are you gonna do now that the letters are digital oh i remember <laughs> seeing that too yeah <laughs> she was like she i guess i'll pieces of shit. touch the button i guess right. i don't <sighs> um I was gonna say Havana, 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 Havana. Oh, I was gonna say flip. If you're listening to the, uh, if you're now still listening to the hundredth episode, do you think a listener's going? I thought this was the fucking hundredth episode. I've been talking about Pat Sajak for fucking ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he is the mall or church of people. That's true. I, I so. think we probably discussed him before, but I'm just saying. And I'm not being hard on him, but I am, I guess. I just see him and I'm, and the thing is, I'm projecting me on him. I'm like, he's got to be miserable because he's doing the same shit. He's talking to the same people. They get that. It's the same thing as Jeopardy where they get literally 15 seconds to tell some (laughs) stupid bullshit story that they put on a questionnaire and Pat has to go like, so I understand you own a boat. And they're like, it's a funny story, Pat. Boats running my family. He's like, <laughs> now on to you, Tanya. And I'm, but maybe he loves isn't that. Isn't there? Maybe he isn't loves he? And like, this is not me. Like trying to make hay or make a joke. Like, isn't he like a, a or was a an alcoholic? Like, oh god. Like, aren't there like YouTube videos of him like just being like sauced like three sheets into like, well, welcome to the wheel. <laughs> 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 oh, on the show. Oh, maybe. I think, which makes it sadder because I think they film Wheel of Fortune over like a month. Oh, yes. Like he works like two months a year. Oh, yes. Four days a week. All oh, right. So, he could so be if you're both. miserable at that and you're also like, well, I got to be loaded for my four hours of work on oh. <laughs> like my one month in. Like, oh, yeah, it's rough. I mean, I feel bad. You guys know my situation, so I wouldn't put anything on outside external reasons. But if you give me, you know, two million dollars a season and I only got to work six weeks out of the year. I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, but die on your own time. Don't in those six don't weeks. Don't die on the wheel. Oh, I got the delirium tremens, believe me. I'm a professional <laughs> when it comes to that wheel. <laughs> Just sweating. Vanna, let's switch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did they ever do a switch where Vanna hosts and Pat does the 
does his fucking <laughs> hunkery saunter to flip the goddamn squares. Do you think he could stomach it if they did like a? I could see them doing in the span of the thirty years that it's been on. They did like an April Fools, where they swapped. Or yeah, is he too I'm much saying. of a hothead to? I'm not doing that work. You know what? As we continue to talk about it, have you noticed that all of the wheel of wheel of fortune is almost never shot in studio anymore? It is like always shot. At St. Bards or St. Kitts or Hawaii. I don't know the last time you saw Wheel. It is always in some tropical paradise. That guy's got the best job ever. Why the fuck would he go do an open mic at the creek in the cave? <laughs> no, exactly. Like, Which would be amazing. He makes a show. Go to St. Bart's for the two weeks he has to work. He's like, no, you come to me. Which they don't have to. Like, we're not talking about like... Brad Pitt, like there's nothing hinges on Pat Sajak. If he disappeared tomorrow and they gave it to fucking Jason Siegel, everyone would be like, I think I like the wheel more now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, like if they just put someone else in that people like, but aren't offended by it, like no one would know Pat Sajak disappeared. Until, so until, replaceable. He, yeah, he spot, he comes up on like TMZ and he's got like, low heel vans on and skinny jeans and one of those Taliban scarves <laughs> He's crushing at South by yeah. doing these, these out of the box stand up sketches. He's a uh, MC in for Bergstrom. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, say which... Jack. <laughs> Fight me. And Henning's in NYC. How's, he's how's no, New York? He's no Trebek. Let's all agree on that. Do we just need someone to hate? Now that Saget's somewhat respectable, Didn't move on to Sajak. Him. Oh, Henning, I still hate Bob Saget. I hate Tim <laughs> okay, Allen. Mm. <gasps> Ooh, I have a fun Tim Allen story. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. That was all a long <laughs> segue to get to Tim Allen. I know what I'm doing. That's <laughs> no, 100 just, episodes, bitch. I was just reading. Okay, start uh, Start the podcast now. Click start the app now. Dude. Gentlemen, jerks, dumb dads. Dips, this is Allison, your super fan, but not in a creepy way. My sources tell me that you are commemorating, celebrating, observing, and yeehawing at the 100th episode of the Jerk Practice podcast, and I think that's fucking awesome. Um, I... Not to get all goopy, but it makes me happy that you guys, especially as you've all scattered to various parts of the country, ha- get together on the regular to talk. <laughs> My computer dinged. To talk and uh, keep up your relationships, because that's kind of awesome. And I, I think it's really special that you let weirdos like me listen and feel like we're um, hanging out in the room with you drinking some tea or something. Um, so congratulations, and I hope you have many, many, many more episodes, and I don't know, maybe more episodes with me guest starring. Just saying. Just saying. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Bye. Welcome to the Welcome to the 100th episode. Did you guys know that Mrs. Doubtfire was bandied around Hollywood as a fucking home improvement movie. What? In which Tim Allen plays Unigenia Doubtfire <laughs> because they get a divorce be... on home improvement. Uh, 
You mean just as a Tim Allen vehicle, or it was tied in with the Home Improvement universe? It was going to be how they jump from TV to to movies. Was it towards the end of the series? Nobody wanted the Home Improvement to jump. uh, Robin Williams got it after Tim Allen was like, man, this doesn't work for me. Thank God. Well, nothing. Not that I'm a Miss Doubtfire junkie, but it's a good movie. I don't want to get Allen. Right, but how much sadder would have Home Improvement been if if <laughs> if they got a divorce and he pretended to be the nanny, <laughs> but like a salty Tim Allen nanny? Yeah, but they wouldn't even have the cute little kid. Like it would be Mark, and he's all an adult, and he's goth, and just <laughs> yeah. horrible. Like who made that choice? Who was running that show? Jesus Christ. That was going to be the big jump. There could have been a series of home improvement movies based on Tim Allen and drag. Does that mean uh, uh, Robin Williams? Are you just switching it so we go Robin Williams as the dad in home improvement? Ho, 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 ho
people will laugh at me making jokes about being rich and famous and in Hollywood, but he's like, that's not what it should be about. Like, I shouldn't be going like, well, Kanye West over here, you know, like, but like they don't want to see that. They people would, they'd show up, but he's just. That's a good point, but. And I'm not, this sucks because now the association seems to be a race one, but it's not. Just so happens to be two famous black comedians that are at the pinnacle of fame, stand-up wise. How come Dave Chappelle is able to come out and do stand-up specials and yet his his material doesn't veer into, his material sometimes does veer into his influence and how wealthy he is and it works amazing. I think Eddie Murphy's just like, I not think a very it's good also stand-up anymore. A set, Call well, him like, out. Yeah, like, Selling pillows <laughs> with Borland. <laughs> I think Eddie Murphy likes, like, uh, you know, like Dave Chappelle quit. Like, he stopped doing his show and being in movies because he didn't like being a part of it. Right. Because it's a different uh, I see thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, Eddie Murphy transitioned into, and also Eddie Murphy was, they're relatively the same age when they started, but, like, Eddie Murphy got crazy famous really soon. Like Eddie Murphy's on TV when he's 18. True. True. And then he's like, like, I don't, I feel like some of it is also just like skill, but luck. Like, could you imagine being on SNL when you or guys were 18? Like I can't. No, 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 like no, a no, lot of, of who, who I am and like my work ethic and my thought, my thinking about creative endeavors and problem solving came way later sure like thinking about being 22 again like which is funny because it's the 100th episode uh ashley and i rewatched uh um anchorman which i can't watch interesting anymore uh just because so much of my humor was that interesting like i can see Hmm. proto jerk practice proto me writing proto me performing just like, oh, it's like Will Ferrell adjacent. That's so funny. So mm. I cannot, close, like we huh? watched it in about a tenth of that movie. I'm like, I like this. The rest of it, I'm like, I can't watch it. I just couldn't. It was cringing. At, I was seeing myself, but also just that like freeform riff. Three like yes. I, Like I'm at the point now where I need structure and a story and an arc. And if that's funny. Like, I think The Hangover is still funny. Like, I watch that and still think it's very funny, but that's a very structured... Sure, sure. Comedy. Three days ago, I'm flipping through HBO, and Anchorman is on. And I click on it, and it's the scene on the bridge with Jack Black punts a a dog off the bridge. And then Will Ferrell's, Mm -hmm. like, um, beside himself, and he's in a... uh, And I love Will Ferrell. You guys know that. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, he's in a, a phone booth, and it's obviously riffing, and it keeps getting exaggerated and exaggerated, and it's really exaggerated. And I had to change it. I was just like, "It's yeah, sh- no, it's it's yep. it's too much. It's too much." Like yeah, I was no, like, it is, I, isn't it? "I don't, yeah, yeah." It's so funny. I didn't really know why. I wasn't didn't have a conscious thought. I was just like, "Nah, I don't need that anymore." Are you guys maybe watching the extra long indulgent director's cuts these days? Whereas before, you remember the cut down versions no because yeah some of those we, rips I mean, go on a long time the it was we watched it just yeah. on the yeah. the hbo app and it's like i like 
it. Like I conceptually like it. I like the aesthetic. I just so much like I remember how funny I thought this stuff was. I think that's what took me out of it no. is that it, it was I was like 99 percent before and now I'm at about five. Listen to this dad. And I was here. like, I get it. Totally. No, it totally. But that's what I thought. I'm like, I'm my I'm an old man now. It's not funny anymore. I was like, anymore. this isn't. It's not. It wasn't. I didn't like. I conceptually understood why. Why I thought it was funny. At least I'm still at- in the middle because Daddy's Home Two. I watched Daddy's Home Two the other day, and I didn't think that was funny either. Is that Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg? I thought Daddy's Home One was funny. I laughed. I thought that was funny. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Of course it was. No. I'm a dad now. No. Dad is home now watching this movie. Dad says funny. Mel Gibson. Uh, uh, no, that's not fair. I just didn't think it was. It was just very. the John Cena. Not having it. But I'm not. I don't watch comedies anymore. I watch. We know this. I watch remakes of. I watch re-episodes of Forensic Files. I just watch death all the time. I don't need. I got yeah. enough voices in my head that are funny. I need to take him down a bit. No, Jokenda style, which there's new episodes. I on no, that was the the one thing I will say about rewatching uh, Anchorman was a lot of it. I just was like, oh, that's where I took that from. Oh, oh that's where I took that from. Mm-hmm. Like just in going back because it's the hundredth episode. We're going back to the start, our first show. Like, uh, just so much of how I played characters at the time i was like oh it's just me taking will ferrell like subconsciously or not like i can't go back and like hold myself accountable but it worked because that was what was funny then like that was the here here's something sweet i don't know why this just drew out of me it's a memory and i i have goosebumps because it's so cringeworthy and you'll love it so we visit new york we visit timmy in new york right we uh come back New York has infected me. As soon as we went back, I think you and I had a discussion, but mm-hmm. I had no doubt that I wanted to move. Oh there. yeah, there was zero doubt in my mind. And uh, and what? And in retrospect, what did we do there? We got to go on stage once. That was all it took because we'd been doing shows in Minneapolis, and we got to go yeah. be on a show and do one sketch, but in front of like like a hipster Lower East Side, especially thirteen years ago audience and we and and nothing worse could have happened but we got laughs so it was like well they need us now um oh no totally we got la- we played videos and people liked the videos because they were weird it wasn't that so we got laughs at the sketch and then we played a video and it wasn't i don't know if people laughed at the video we played um uh clown uh uh, Sad businessman. Uh, irony, oh irony sketch one hundred one a. It wasn't that people laughed at it, but I'll never forget the comic who came on after, who I never saw before or after. But for all I know, it could have been you know Kyle Kinane or something. Who knows who it was at the time? He mentioned the video at the start of his set, and he was like, "What are those guys on acid or something, man?" And I, oh yeah, no, totally. And I remember yeah. like seeing him, and then he had a decent set or whatever, and I was like, "That's a New York comic." And what happened is even worse for like ego and like the attachment. And what drew me is I saw him and I don't know if you'll remember this case. This guy walked out. It was at pianos at the time. He walked out of the mm-hmm. club after a set. We were outside smoking. He got onto his motorcycle 
handed his oh, babe God, yes. a helmet and she got on the back of his motorcycle yep. and they drove oh, yeah. away. And he said something like, I got another set. And I was like, what the fuck? And I've never seen that <laughs> since then, by the way. Of all the years, I've never seen something oh, yeah, no cool shit. like that ever happen ever after a show. The only thing that happened after a show when people would like gravitate away from us and like not invite us to parties. <laughs> like, But that one thing. So anyway, so getting back to cringeworthiness. So we decided we're going to New York. We're going to do comedy. Nothing, nothing. It, that That's the plan. Uh, and I, it was either that night or the night before I said to the girl I was dating at the time, I said, I've decided I'm going to move to New York and mock my words within five years. I'll make a movie with Will Ferrell. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now my skin is crawling. Oh, and she man. hated me then and she still hates me now. So <laughs> I guarantee you, you know, that's been said at parties and like, it just like. Remember that? Remember that fucking hey, you asshole. you live on though. You're the bucktooth Will Ferrell of Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm Doc Turd. <laughs> Doc Turd Ferrell. Oh, God. I still wouldn't, wouldn't oh, take no. it back, but I was really like, I just remember being so pumped after that trip. And again, we didn't do anything. We went on stage once. We got to go to a rooftop party with like, I don't even think I was 21 at the time with like cheap PBRs. And like, that was it. And then we got sandwiches any hour of the night. That was all it took. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah. We were in that like one tiny pocket of Williamsburg. That still had like drug addicts and like fucking gang members. Like it's that one block, Next, and I used, I yeah. worked two blocks away from it like years later, and was like, "Holy fuck, this is where Hans and I stayed when we visited New York." Isn't that crazy? Right by the the bridge there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it seems so. Anyways, trip down memory lane. Speaking of memory lane, I have uh, some antonymous for you guys. We've done them before. This isn't the quiz, by the way. We've done them before. We've done them with sodas. We've done them with brews. Now for the Hendrith. We're going to do them with shoes. So I had to go through shows. I had to go through. Shows, okay. Not shoes. I had to go through shows to like find a few things with stuff I was working on. And I mean podcast episodes. And, you know, it doesn't take much for me, but I was just laughing at because, like, uh, luckily, we do have a few people that listen and they'll bring up, like, something we were doing or they're listening to an episode or catching up. And I'll be like, that's ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I just found some amazing titles, some of my favorite, just titles of the episode. That's all it takes. They will give you no, for if you're new listening, titles of the episode will give you zero insight into what the episode is, pretty much. In fact... Most times, I think they're an affront to the listener. It's like something from the very end. They're like, yeah, fuck those guys. We'll call it Bruce the Polish Juanita. You got to listen now to get it. (laughs) And I'm a huge (laughs) fan of Polish Juanitas, and they barely talked about them. Right. (laughs) A couple favorite actual names of episodes. Russian Tongue Jazz. That was a recent one. Uh, I'm getting shushed over here. Um, Uh Uh-oh. Easy on the tongue jazz. Uncle defiles mm. urinal. <laughs> yes. uh, we come bearing broths. No uncles, no urinal. We come bearing broths and sweet creams. And now. Mm. That was a Christmas one. Was it? 
Sounds like it. It does. It does kind of three wise. Henny's gonna. Henny, Henny's gonna ace this one. Now, <laughs> how about this one? Flaccid demon. What? Flaccid. That's not one of ours. Flaccid demon. That's a Black that, Bundy song. What are we? Are we saying this is an episode title or this is not an episode? This is, what are the What are the rules? We have no. We have yet to lay out the rules. This is just like classic. You know. Mountain Dew would be Valley Grit. Oh. Oh. Gotcha. So, Flaccid Demon would be... Boner Angel? Would you say Henning? Boner Angel? Boner Lord. Boner Lord. Boner Lord. You got it, baby. Henning got it, baby. Nice. Yep. I I should have like the the number of the episodes. No, but... I don't want to. I want to get my. I'm gonna take my litigator's hat off and argue that. Flaccid and boner. I guess. <laughs> Wait, flaccid and boner be... aren't the opposites. Yeah, but boner is noun form. Flaccid is adjective. It's true. Bible. Okay. Okay. Henning. All right. Put your legal briefs away. Ooh. Put your I'm flaccid in your legal briefs. Your side. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I feel I'm like Carl. For you. What about, um, I feel like Carl Pranzaram said something like, nothing beats ejaculating out of a good, soft, flaccid. And he didn't finish. (laughs) Of course he did, because he got no joy, not even from ejaculating. He was like, I like the softest cock when I come, because I hate everything. I'm Carl Pranzaram. All right, I I can drop these throughout the episode, but how about this one? Um, skin strips and fat lube. Skin strips. Meat something. Something about the ox stew, bone stew. Oh, another Christmas yeah. one. No. Bone. Uh, bone, bone slag. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. I'll give you a hint. Uh, was... Skin is bone. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> then we're all three in agreement. <laughs> um, what's the opposite of a strip? Uh, bowl? <laughs> a... Are we talking tortillas here? You're getting close. You're in that, you're in that arena, that food arena. <laughs> The opposite of you wouldn't chips? order strips, you would order Oh, chicken strips like steak? Instead of ordering bone steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm creating a new episode. Instead of ordering or bone steak. Instead of or I'll have either the chicken strips or say I'm an adult, I'm gonna get the chicken strips. Uh my Fingers. son will get the chicken Fingers? Fingers. You're just looking at my finger. That makes no sense. My son will get the Happy Meal with the chicken nugget. Bone nuggets. Strips is a nugget. So you got Ah, the first one. Gotcha. Bone nuggets. And then, so it's skin strips and fat lube. Uh, fat. Something powder. Bone, bone, uh. (laughs) God damn it, I know it. I remember saying it. I think I said this line. (laughs) I think, yes, you absolutely did. So the opposite, the opposite of a lube, of the opposite <laughs> of a lube, bone nuggets and du- bone dust powder, the opposite of fat, 
I'm not fat. I'm thin, lean, skinny, lean, skin. What it, ligament? Close <laughs> cartilage. Cartilage. Close. I don't. I don't want my. Protein. I don't want my steak to have fat. I want my steak to have lean. Meat? What? Muscle? What'd you meat. say, Case? Meat slag. Meat. The opposite of lube is grease. Is similar. Depending on where you are in the region, depending on your region. Right. You want lube to slick something up. You want this Mm -hmm. to stick something up. (laughs) Oh, God. Close. (laughs) Meat glue. (laughs) It sounds like a British, like, utility or meat. Meat glue. I'll give it to you just because I think your brains are, are juicing up, warming up. It's bone nuggets and meat tar. Tar. Early episode. Tar. All right. For, I was more loquacious for for the sake ago. for the sake of the listener. We'll do one now, and maybe if you guys are feeling it, we'll pepper one in. You you'll get this one really quick. AC Slater is not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one exactly. <laughs> Morris Casey, is you got American. It? What's that? Heading? Yes, I knew that one. It's not Cherokee, right? Zach that, Morris is yeah. not is Cherokee. Is Zach, half Cherokee. Zach Morris is 100% Cherokee Indian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor AC. Uh, they are opposites. No, I think so. I think so. But did that, um, I don't know if. Speaking of the old times, Henning is in New York City. I oh, know, man. I'm back, baby. The fatherland. Ugh. Or the motherland. Oh, it's cool being here. I bet. Uh, it's, you know, I don't, I don't wish to live back here again, but. The allure, the cool of it, really has got hold of me. I, I yeah, I saw Eric's show last night, as you m- mentioned. Uh, yep, he's doing great, killer lineup. But then Eric I Bergstrom. was Bergstrom album out now, Serious Goose on Spotify. Yes, nice. But then I was great lineup. He did a great show. Uh, okay, I've heard a few of the jokes before. <laughs> Week. Well, you it's are giving you the Sajak. We go back. We go back. <laughs> uh, Eric Bergstrom, stuck. almost member of Jerk Practice. Oh man, we'd be doing movies with Will Ferrell if we had that kind of joke power. <laughs> or he'd hate us. But he, or, or, <laughs> or, if you believe in the multiverse. He would not be recording an album if he was in jerk practice. He'd be living in fucking El Paso, Texas, doing a podcast with us. We need somebody in the Southwest. <laughs> Phoenix, our Phoenix branch. <laughs> oh, man. I had a weird we- moment yesterday, Henning. I found out Amazon is moving their headquarters to Long Island City. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was like, for some, like, they're trying. The insanity in my head was like, well, now I'm not there to get a job at Amazon. Great. <laughs> it's like, I'm never going to get a fucking job at Amazon. <laughs> no, you said that. And I thought the same thing. I was like, well, if like I just stayed another couple of years, I could be working at Amazon. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. Do Doing what? Bartending there. or fucking working in the kitchen? <laughs> Amazon kitchens. <laughs> I can get a am- job at Amazon in Columbus. It's the same thing. They have a fucking giant warehouse here. I could be putting things in a bag for people, and they won't let me use the bathroom. It's literally, but I could be doing it in New York. Literally, we'd be the only two humans to have jobs in Long Island City with Amazon. It'd just be a line of robots, and then me and you, like, cracking wise, be like, hey, robot, what do you think of Bob Saget? 
<laughs> Love him. <laughs> These fucking robots don't know a thing. Goddamn robots got no sense of humor. It's because they legally have to hire two humans to get a tax break. <laughs> right. <We're> li- <laughs> so it's us two. We're literally the convicts, like the food industry convicts of the Amazon world. <laughs> but that's the whole point. Like, that was us in New York when we lived there. It was just like, where are you guys from, the Midwest? Yeah, they'll do a lot of work for little pay or respect. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like mopping the floors at Rafifi for rum, fucking rum and Cokes. Oh, man. <laughs> Those are the best times of my life. Uh, <laughs> cleaning up panty clogged toilets for a schlitz. You did do that? You signed up for that? I didn't. Just well, to hang out? I, no. <laughs> I, I mopped up a, or swept up a floor. And if there was a uh, panty for a bar tab, probably. At Rafifi. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Rafifi, we just. Uh, we're nice to the, the lady bartenders because we were non-threatening. And they're like, we'll give these guys a Jack and Coke and they'll make sure no one harasses us or we can push them in front of a bullet. Like, I think. And then we went home. See, it's just all about perspective, Henny. If Casey and I right now were shooting movies with Will Ferrell all the time in our interviews, they'd be like, so I hear when you were first starting out, you used to sweep up the clubs when you were done for st- steak, for bone steaks. <laughs> like yeah that's right we for really that meat tar well, I mean, bone strips <laughs> oil strips no that's what i'm saying it's a very just the name rafifi doing anything even <laughs> cleaning up after the shows sounds very uh cool now oh no totally i love like the rafifi like that i love that place in time when we were there even if it and was it us just hanging out until they're like uh, last call, fellas, and we're like, whoa, whoa, shucks. <laughs> we're like, eh, I'll give you another drink. You want to mop the floor? And we're like, yeah, sure. We got the two-hour ride home. These guys are real go-getters, taking the R train all the way to Brooklyn. Oh, man. <laughs> um, what else? And take your glass, Mr. Toddberry. Ah, I met, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I took the glass of the fake David Cross. <laughs> What is do you, that John Benjamin? No, just when no, when we were uh when we first moved to New York, when we were catting around the scene and hanging out really that was the that's the thing when you're poor and you're like young and hungry. Like we stayed until four o'clock. Oh yeah. And we drank some of the time because we could only afford to drink some of the time. So we'd show up really fucking late and just hang out. So we were like into the weird idiosyncrasies of the scene. And there was Will Ferrell, not Will Ferrell, but David Cross was not in New York City. He was in L.A. filming something. But there was an ugly guy that looked like David Cross that was sleeping with all of the bartenders at the bars where David Cross used to do shows and stand up. Holy shit. So all of these young girls like and then he came back and they were like, wait you're david cross and he was like yes and they're like we didn't sleep with you and he was like no i was in los angeles and they're like oh, oh boy oh. so some guy from nantucket the even more gas had a david cross <laughs> no exactly it's a gap tooth david he had more hair and more of a gap <laughs> oh, so the gap tooth david cross has a beautiful head of hair and perfectly <laughs> straight white <laughs> 
<laughs> but he knows every line from Arrested Development, so that's why they're like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you guys, um, man, I got so much good stuff for the Hendrith. You guys, are you guys ready for like a sweet? Are you guys warmed up for a sweet, sweet quiz? I'd say so. I think so. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you mean by sweet? I mean, I really look at how many pages. Nostalgic. Is, look at how many pages. Is <laughs> oh, shit. man. It's got big font. That's a big dog. It's Georgia 12. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one, though. <laughs> it is. Um, all right. All right. Here we go, baby. Classic quiz, but classic, but new about classic. The quiz is called Finish the 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 colloquial name is Finish the Sketch Ending or a sassier name What Say We to End a JP Okay Ooh. So what do we have are sketches that you guys were involved in you guys involved in the writing performing I I, I a couple of them are questionable as to whether we did them on stage um, or I was video. barely involved and um Oh, easy. easy. I know what I picked here. And so the idea <laughs> is I went through the sketch uh, and you got and I created three endings, only one of which is the real ending. All right. Oh, uh, we get multiple choice. So it's okay, multiple choice. Sense. And then for the most part, once you pick, I will give you the actual last bit of dialogue to prove to you the real ending. I have it printed out. So. I will then recreate the end of the sketch with the real ending. For example, I have an example because we all know how bed source ends, right? So this is how the questioning yes. will go. For example, yeah, bed sores is a parody sketch about how Grandpa George would actually react if he saw Grandpa Joe get up and excitedly dance after claiming to be bedridden for over a decade. Hold on. I got to move my camera down so you can't see my mouth. And also, these grandpas are not any of our grandpas. We're talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on. Sorry, 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 sorry. I don't mean to backseat Pat Sajak you. And now. <laughs> all right, Vanna. <laughs> Turn your numbers, you fool. How does the sketch end? One. Uh, due to Grandpa George's incessant complaining, Joe realizes that Charlie may no longer take him to the chocolate factory, so he strangles Charlie with his new tasseled red scarf. He pries the ticket from Charlie's still warm, lifeless hands, and it turns out that this was actually a long con between both of the grandparents, so that they could both go on the chocolate tour. Joe will take Grandpa Joe, who is, yes, still crippled. <laughs> But gets out of bed head first and leaves walking on his hands. <laughs> okay, that's option one. Oh, if only. <laughs> All right, option two. Grandpa George and Grandpa Joe make up as it becomes clear that Joe's bedriddenness, bedriddenness was all psychosomatic due to his own personal economic depression. The good news did actually cure him. However, the government shows up and takes Joe away to debtor's prison for disability fraud. That's number two. <laughs> or three. It turns out that Joe has been conning the family the whole time, but then the big turn is that the con continues to work as Grandpa George believes that he may actually be cured by the shimmer of the golden ticket as well. He is not. He is still crippled. He falls, and his fate does not look good. The answer is... D, he was sold to Slugworth. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm so filthy Slugworth. 
So, yeah, the answer is three, and the line ends with after George falls down, breaking his bones. I think the actual, we hear the sound effects of legs breaking under George's weight and add a loud bone-breaking, cracking, tearing sound effect to shimmer is not medicine. Don't give me away. Don't give me the nasty slugworth. As performed by Pete Davidson next week. Uh, on oh, SNL. yeah. Can't get enough Pete <laughs> Davidson. So, that was one you guys knew. That's the concept. Ready to, ready to roll? Ready. All right, baby. This gets good. Ready. Maybe. This could be terrible. But it's not. Number one. <laughs> this sketch is entitled Fear of dot 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 gay pizza makers. It's a sketch in which a man is trying to convince his friend that it is wrong to purchase pizza from a man who appears gay. Now, how does the sketch end? One. Sounds like a henning to me. Oh, it might be. I, I, no, no. <laughs> check, you check your hotmail henning. I, yeah. And I, the friend, number one, how does it end? The gay friends agree man. to disagree, proceed with some offensive dialogue, and switch the conversation to condiments is it number two the pizza maker ends up denying the friend's service after he discovers that they are straight it turns out that the pizzeria is also a pizzeria slash nightclub entitled meat lovers the friends learn their (laughs) lesson that when you point the finger at others there's always three fingers pointing back at you or is it three the friends end up discovering the true meaning of inclusion after the potentially gay pizza maker gives them extra sausage for free on their pie. Hmm. Two is a jerk practice ending. I'm going to go with the second option. You're going with meat lovers? Because it turns. And I think we would have found that clever at that time. Uh, I'm going with three. C. Which is the true meaning of of inclusion the true meaning of 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 pizza is extra meat gotcha the answer was one oh the friends agree to disagree the friends agree to disagree proceed with some offensive dialogue and switch the conversation to condiments here's the real ending the names of the guys are sam and billy and this is really nice clark i'm just saying one minute you're enjoying a hot slice and the next, they're hotly slicing you open to check your white cell count. Dude, seriously. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the fuck? Dude, seriously, shut up. You need to stop being so ignorant. Besides. <laughs> besides. You gotta do it. Besides, when we cook it, it burns up all the AIDS anyways. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah? Probably the butt juices, too. Definitely. Oh, I like butt juice. <laughs> Definitely. Butt juices are weaker than AIDS, and it kills the AIDS, so. <laughs> Sweet. Do you have ranch dressing, or do we need to pick some up? Ugh, ranch dressing for pizza? You're gross. <laughs> uh, starring Will Ferrell, <laughs> 2020. And this was written by Henning. That's so funny that you said that. <laughs> Suck at Henning. It was not. Oh, man. I don't remember if we performed that one on stage. Uh, no. I don't think so. If we didn't, if we if did. If we did, I, w- I was not there. If we did, it's possible we did in that whirlwind. I was out getting a slice of pizza. In that whirlwind of 
like when we had to come up with six new sketches every week. It could have been eked in there. So that would make sense because those were pretty un- they had some pretty unforgettable sketches. How long was it? Six minutes? No, this was actually pretty like, concise. For that punchline, like, I get the ranch. Like, I'm not justifying the sketch, but I was like, I get the super high shock to the, like, ew, oh. gross, you like ranch dressing, you pig. Right, right, right. You get the turn. Like, I can see, I see the turn. It's an okay ending line. <laughs> but, I mean, I I like butt juices. I'm just saying that was funny. So you guys are saying you want to see the entire. I'm gonna to have to send you the sketch because I don't think I think everybody's gonna to want to see all these sketches, hear uh, all these sketches. I would like someone. For I would like it performed for me. I would like my family to be invited. Yes. I'd like my name attached. I need to see this to believe it. I still don't believe it. That it's real. You think it sounds yes. very familiar, but <laughs> I can't believe it was not written by me. I hate pizza. Uh, well, I hate to say a case, but this quiz doesn't end, and we write a lot about pizza. You might be forgetting. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I know. This is interesting, because this next sketch... So you guys are both 0 for 1. This next oh. sketch is very pertinent, and it's actually... I thought it was pretty funny. And, of course, it's it's horrible, too. But in the sketch, number two, in the sketch, Club for Dads, dads get together and vent about what it means to be a dad. When a newly anointed dad, Philip, enters the picture, what happens? Finish the ending. Is it, let me get it right, is it one? The dads spend the rest of their meeting giving Philip advice on how not to have a gay, jeez, on how not to have, <laughs> on how not to have a gay son. Make sure to fart in his face after you show him a playboy now. The smell will help him associate boobs with being a man. Is it two? Oh, Jesus Christ. The dads convince Philip that he needs to stop being such a liberal softy and leave women's slash wives rights at the door. Is it three? Philip discovers that he has been duped into a clever hipster marketing ploy used to get young dads addicted to dad style beers. The sketch ends. One of us, Milwaukee's best. One of us, Milwaukee's best club for dads. So the first one was fart face playboy. Yep. Second was oh something about why your wife. Uh, the dads convince Philip L- that he needs rights. to stop being such a liberal softy and leave women's slash wives rights at the door. Oh, fuck. I'm going with the least funny ending because it's probably true is two B. Gotcha. Henning? I've been I've been primed by butt juices, gay sausage, and I'm gonna go with one. I gay think we sausage. had a a gay humor one, a gay humor kick, and we probably couldn't get off it. So <laughs> that's and that. And then one. we all three married men, and now we're like it was all excised. I shouldn't tell you the answer. I should just read the end of the sketch, and it'll reveal itself. Here we go. I mean, we don't discriminate, right, guys? I know my wife has these days free, so maybe she could join. Just stop right there. Stop right there. You're new, so you get a pass, but never. I mean, never. Hey, look, newbie. This is a club for dads. I gave my wife my name, but she can't have my dad's club. Actually, I took my wife's name. It's a progressive way of thinking. 
you're the type of dad that's ruining the good name of dads. Dad. Not only did I make, this is such a funny line. This is a Casey line. Not only did I make my wife take my last name, she took my first name too. It saves space on the check. I'm not made of money. Look, things are getting a little heated in here. Did the kids mess with the thermostat? No, I, 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 I think he means it's getting a little tense. Correct. Now I move that we all take 15 minute naps in our pants, shoes, and undershirts. Then complain about the electric and phone bill for five to ten minutes. Exchange old sports stories, which will segue into a very personal Vietnam story from Marty. Then sneak a cigarette. Salvage my leftovers with ketchup. Look under the hoods of each other's cars while talking shop. Then adjourn. Do I have a second? Second. You're monsters. <laughs> so the answer was I can see all three two. of us in that one. It was two. Yep. Casey wins. Got it. See, we're not always in the gutter, Henning. Although the, I like uh, the reveal, all, uh, the reveal, I, I can see, I can see all three of our hands involved. Yeah. I hate to say that though. Like the fast list is Henning. Like that is like all a Henning. Like, let's go, let's boom, let's, let's, let's roll down the thing and get to the point. I will say Henning, maybe a little consolation prize because the um, playboy fart thing, it was in the sketch, but just earlier on. <laughs> 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 oh man so we both were right yeah all right so case one henning zilch in the sketch clone a man discovers that his roommate claims to no longer have to go to work because he has made a clone to go to work for him finish the sketch is it one the man discovers that he himself is actually the clone, and he is late for his shift at McDonald's. However, once at work, he realizes that he is not really a clone, and was just hypnotized into going to work. However, this realization is too late, and he is sexually assaulted by the fry man in the break room at McDonald's. 2. Everything is going well until the clone... Do you know where that came from, Casey? Does that sound familiar? The fry man. Yes, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought so. There's a there's like a lot of of reality in that ending. Yeah. Two. Everything is going well until the clone arrive home arrives home from work as though a beleaguered husband from the 1950s. He demands his dinner and abuses both of the roommates while screaming about his tools and fretting about the bills. Or God. is it three? maybe another me sketch? It turns out that the roommate does not know what cloning actually means, and he has violently created a sort of physical lobotomist slave. Three, final answer. Yeah, three, final answer. Guys are going three? This is bleach in the head hole. (laughs) Oh, all right, all right. You remembered it. You remember it. This is a more classic one. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I remember. I thought we only did it once. But Henning, you'll appreciate the line, uh, I made a zombie slave, but you can still have sex with him. I mean, am I right, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) We're from the Midwest. We don't have a lot of reference points. A lot of Dahmer. Just Dahmer. Al Bundy and Dahmer. That's it. I guess that's all we got. Shoot, that was a gimme. Just our dads and Dahmer. You know, I'm not going to lie. There was a few times where I, I thought I'd hear you guys say the alternate ones and go, those are great, man. Just saying. <laughs> Guess I got a little ego going on here. No, no. The the Milwaukee's best one of us is actually 
if you pitch that sketch today, I'd be like, that's the way it should end. Like, let's get out of here. That works for me. <laughs> like, it, like just a beer. Dad's club is just a beer pyramid scheme. I have a pyramid scheme. Heading pyramid. Not bad. It's so funny. Cause these themes that we're hitting on come up more and more. Number four in the sketch, best pizza in town. A man enters a restaurant that yeah, claims to have the best pizza in town. Based on the conditions of the establishment, the man determines what? Finish the sketch. The Midwest man keeps accidentally insulting the pizza place by pointing out its cleanliness and odors. The pizza owner finally snaps and kicks the man out. Also, it turns out that the pizza place is actually a front for aliens to hide out and investigate Earth for their future plans. Or... Is it two? The, the the pizza owners are actually mobsters and are using the foolish sign "Best Pizza in Town" as a way to keep tourists away because the store is a front for their mafia hits. The Midwest man keeps smelling decaying bodies, but believes that must be the smell of real New York slices. He ends up being recruited by the mob because he can handle the rancid smells that come with the work. Is it three? The pizza owners turn out to be old-school Italian Brooklynites that keep making fun of the man for making poor topping choices. Look at this magook. He wants veggies on his pizza? Hey, queen, you want mushrooms on that? Yeah, I bet you want fresh mushrooms. The man picks up on what he thinks are insults and tells him that they can take their best pizza and shove it and storms out. The men's feelings are hurt, and they describe how sad they now are as he is gone especially since they had already planned a big Italian wedding for the man and their younger sister. <laughs> what? <laughs> Goodness. What do you think, fellas? We got uh, aliens, mobsters, <clears throat> or Italians? <laughs> An Italian wedding. <laughs> Italian wedding. What did we talk about last week? Uh, the macaroni rascal? Or the macaroni rascals. <laughs> Midwestern guy, new to the city. Mm-hmm. Always. Always ripped from our own lives. The annals of JP. So nervous. So nervous about ordering pizza. Getting the toppings right. Mm-hmm. I can feel the anxiety. Still. Which is funny because that is the most Midwestern thing like after you live in new york long enough you're like you don't get to choose the toppings you just get to choose what's available point at a triangle well, that, but when yours. you're like "Ooh, but i want sausage on it and i'd like i'd like onions and it's like you don't get to pick and choose but that's so like you just get it's so interesting i don't know if you guys remember this i'll never forget it the first day we arrived in sunset park brooklyn we went to one of those pizza slice joints and like Midwest tourists, we didn't look in the window and oh, say, God. Oh, we said, we'll have a pizza with, we, we literally did, we can put macaroni <laughs> the on it. So we got a pizza with we penne on macaroni. it. <laughs> we had a pizza with pasta on it. And it was raining. So we had to stay. We like ate wet pizza in the, like, there was one table that fit two people. So the three of us crowded around it. As this person was like, you ordered a pizza? We got the full pizza. It was a whole <laughs> <Yes>. pizza. 
because we were like, yeah, we're in New York. Let's get the pizza with the calzone on top. <laughs> An entire pizza at a slice joint. It was so gross. Of course it was gross. <laughs> Just put your macaroni leftovers on a pizza. It doesn't make it good. Oh, that's so funny. Like, mm-hmm, I really, but I just remember that moment of like, Fellas, right? We made the right decision, right? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> right? Look at how tall this pizza is. Oh, man. I everything. forgot about that. That's so oh, good. And I remember us walking like 20 minutes to that, <laughs> to the fucking like Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah. Because it was the only place that we knew that had like enough tables to sit at. Yep. So we go write sketches in the donut shop. Because we're like, man, eh, it's like the Midwest. It's like, no, it's off the highway. The strip club's across the street. You don't sit here and do anything. But we were also like kind of dropped off. So you're dropped off in New York. It's more spread out than you anticipate. It's different than the New York we experienced a year earlier. We're out in the oh, outskirts. right. Yeah, we were in Williamsburg. So it was easy to like insulate yourselves because it's just such a vastly unknown thing. So it's like, I'm going to go to work. And when I'm not at work, I'm at home because I'm broke working on why I'm here. So it's not like I'm going to venture out into someplace I don't know. But I remember walking my 20 minute from the subway. There is a Dunkin' Donuts. That's safe, which it wasn't, by the way. It was like bulletproof (laughs) glass and shit. That's where I will spend my time instead of being like, no, I go into Williamsburg or Greenpoint to like a real coffee shop where creative stuff's getting done. It's like, no, no. Spend an extra two dollars on the subway, you're crazy. I'm gonna walk an hour to Dunkin' Donuts and an hour back. <laughs> Be the only person that sits in that Dunkin' Donuts. I think it got lost in the sands. The of, in the cool. sands of time, but there was a great because we were working on converting our Minnesota material, some of it to New York and what could work and what could not. Lunsbag. And I think the two of you had come up with this awesome intro that we then riffed on for a minute. I think it just was written down on a notebook and got lost, but it had to do with, because the one detail we all three seized upon and we never talked about it until it came up in the sketch was how everything came with the straw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for us, <laughs> yeah. we, we had never like coming from the Midwest was we would go, you buy things at a grocery store or a gas station. But gas station is snacks, grocery stores, food. But in New York with the bodega, you get food and like what? Like you go to smaller places to get stuff. But we just were just like, you get straws with everything. Straws with a bagel. So that was the joke in the sketch was like the two of you were so comfortable with New York all of a sudden because you're like, hey, I got a sandwich and everything had a straw. So it was like you eating a sandwich, but also like (laughs) sucking out of a straw because it came with. (laughs) I wonder if that would land. I wonder. We never did it. I wonder if that would have landed, or if people would have been like, "I think it would have landed." There was also something about peeing on stuff, like all the signs about urinating on things, which went away because it became legal or decriminalized to urinate outside, which we did a lot. I remember there was a guy we hung out with like one weekend who was like this rich, rich like uh, uh, what do you call trust fund kids, and he was just a fucking. Mm -hmm. In retrospect, just an asshole. Like, you now would see him and be like, you know, you'd probably punch him in the face. Why, right. Why'd you give him the time of day, let alone a whole 
two days of your life. But I remember it was like, yeah, we're going to go hang out with this guy on a rooftop. And it was some rooftop and some like expensive building in Brooklyn or whatever. And I was like, oh, who? And then pointed out and he was just standing on the, you know, the stairs that come up from the subway on the other side where the sign was just peeing with disregard like onto the steps like as people were about to come up oh god jesus christ (laughs) this is the same guy this is maybe while you remember this now when we got to that rooftop um i can't think of his name now brett uh he was in cracked out um oh gelman brent gelman gelman he's an actor now he's in stranger things he's been in a bunch of stuff he had like his own show on cartoon network he almost died that night no joke because this man rich trust fund man child was like as for fun just taking entire cans of beer and dropping them off the 20th you know the roof of this 20-story apartment building and we were down there with gelman and it literally just this beer can just came rocketing down and landed right next to him and exploded and basically he walked up to that apartment and hung the guy over the rails like uh it it, it felt like he did Fuck, like batman that's right yeah like just hang and you know that it, no, that you know that asshole changes his tune real quick when he's about to get the mm-hmm. shit kicked out of him no it's like that scene in LA confidential where russell crowe throws that crooked lawyer out the window and holds him by the fucking pant leg right right oh you guys didn't guess yet what's your guess pizza pasta pizza eaters I, I'm, hmm, I'm guessing this might be sausage sandwiches. Oh, but that was sandwiches, not pizza. Eh. Yeah. I think it's just the simplest one. The first one. No, wait. First one was aliens. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> simplest one, of course. Casey, aliens. stop messing with me. No, I'm saying go one. It's one. I think so. What was that, Aliens? Number one was um, the Midwest man keeps accidentally insulting the pizza place by pointing out its cleanliness and odors. The pizza owner finally snaps and kicks the man out. Also, it turns out that the pizza place is actually a front for aliens to hide out and investigate Earth for their future plans. Shit. Uh, Two. Casey's going one. Casey, you're going one? Mm -hmm. Casey, remember it verbatim? I do because I was I had a wig that looks like my hair that I currently have. <laughs> the answer is number one. Uh, what? Here we go. Here's here's a little taste from the, the end farty. of number one. This was not sausage sandwiches. So here's Midwest man. Wow, it smells horrible in here. Like if it were possible to walk up to a fart as if the fart were a house and to knock on the fart store and the door to fart is answered by a pair of butt cheeks that fart right in your face. Wait, that's part of the secret, isn't it? God damn it. Woo. It smells like poop in here. The best pizza isn't really pizza at all, is it? It's actually an alien life form from some distant pizza planet. The pizza is actually a life form that resembles our Earth pizza. When these aliens take in our oxygen, they in turn release a flatulent-like gas. That's what I'm smelling. This will go over well with New York audiences. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think until... Old money man comes out, baby. So what happens is he goes, the pizza man gets upset. He goes, what do you want? Actually, I just came in for the experience. Mind if I take a picture? No pictures. Get out of here. Rude. He leaves. Enter Casey as an alien pizza lord. 
And as I recall, Casey, of course, had the blue, the blue body, body suit, suit, a pizza, pizza box, box around his neck as a collar, <laughs> metal coil around the neck, so beautiful long wig hair that looks like my shabby normal hair now. And uh, he comes in and Mitch, who played the pizza guy at the time, goes, so Casey walks in, he goes, as the alien, he goes, that was close. And then Mitch goes, yes, Lord Pep Ron E. We are going to have be, to be much more careful in the future. Casey, yes, yes. Do you think he was a mozzarellian spy? It's possible. There's talk in the air that pin- Prince... <laughs> oh, man, this is long. <laughs> it's possible that Prince Mushroom is growing anxious. Alien pizza, Casey. Then we must proceed. Baconia of Candida 7 will not be able to hold much longer. As the fart goes and on, the-, the tourist walks back in, sees Alien Pizza Guy and the pizza maker... And then just, there's a long pause, classic JP long pause, and then takes a picture. Alien. Casey, remember it? Oh. Well, shit. Lights out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, well, shit. That's right. Well, shit. And the crowd the goes wild. I love Henning, it. Henning, we were at the, the Rose Bowl when we performed that. What the fuck? <laughs> Rose Bowl in New York? <laughs> Yeah, the rose, the, the old rosy toilet bowl in Long Island City. I have no idea. <laughs> no, we performed that sketch. No, that was at the uh, Parkside Lounge. Parkside Lounge. Oh, okay. Hey, man, I'm standing by that one. I thought that one was hilarious. Might have been a Henning wig and wasn't hat associating show. with us back then. He missed all these jewels. We could have used a Henning <laughs> touch-up. Oh boy. So if you- how deep were these in? These aren't hot rod gods. These are ones that actually made, <laughs> saw the light of day. <laughs> These are whatever the anti antinomian version of hot rod god. This shit. <laughs> Flaccid, lukewarm Buddha. Penny, next to these titles are things like V6, V7, version <laughs> yeah, these, 9. These, got, these were talked about more than just in a brief. Some of these, some of these I clicked on and went. Needed and massaged. I went, oh, why is this? Perfect pieces. Why are these two documents uh, titled the same thing? Oh, this is the same thing, but entirely scripted for a video. There's many, (laughs) many, many, many iterations. If only we could see that. So if you guys thought that what we've. We were leading to the finale, baby. Let's just put it that way. Now, here's number five. Uh, You guys are. I think it's. Two to one. Two to one. Casey, you're up. Um, I have a point. Wow. You have a point. You might have trouble with this one because this is a toughie. And I put dialogue for all of them. So this one's going to have dialogue for all of them, but not as toothy. All right. Here we go. The sketch Bob Bruce is about two men drinking in the woods, discussing the <laughs> discussing the origins. Uh, I know you're laughing because you know it, but there's no way you know the ending, Casey. Uh, the sketch Bob <laughs> Bruce love, yeah. is about two men drinking in the woods, discussing the origins of their pal Bob Bruce's newfound homosexuality. How does... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Take these sketches into a therapist's office. 
Uh, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> the sketch ends how? All right. What's your biggest fear? <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> no, dude, I'm okay with it. I think it's funny. Uh, sketch ends how? The two men discover that Bob Bruce is just a Tyler Durden-like figment of their imagination and is actually their own machinations of their own fears of their sexuality. But then a bigger reveal happens when they discover that they themselves are just figments of Bob Bruce's imagination. Turns out Bob (laughs) Bruce is just masquerading as gay and is actually afraid to come out as straight. Dialogue. So wait, we're just Bob Bruce's fears? Yeah, it looks that way. So we're not real? Guess not. So I can be a dragon? You always were. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know my answer already. Two. It turns out that Bob Bruce was turned gay by power lines. And what's worse is that he has the earnest goes-to-jail style ability to turn people, places, and things quote-unquote gay as well. So, Bob, how'd it happen? Well, I was given back alley hard pumps behind the Chelsea toilet when all of a sudden the strangest thought entered my head. I might be gay. Well, let me ask you this, Bob. Were there any power lines overhead? I'm not sure. Tell you what, why don't you reach into that cooler and grab us a beer? Bob reaches into the cooler and pulls out what he thinks are beers. Here you go, fellas, two cold ones. Are they, Bob? Bob looks down to discover he is holding two cosmopolitans. Oh my god! Yep, I knew it. Power lines. <laughs> okay. Oh man. <laughs> is it is it three? It turns out that all three men are actually in the woods to engage in gay sex. Bob Bruce just happens to be the only one that is willing to admit it. <sighs> it's hot in these woods, huh? Man takes off his shirt. Hey, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Pulling a Bob Bruce on me? Hey, dude, don't even. It's hot out here. Come on, man. All right, sorry. It's not like I'm dick crazy like Bob Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I bet, he su- <laughs> I bet he sucks a mean one. Yeah, right. He, pro- <laughs> he probably gets down on those buttery knees of his. <laughs> Good Lord. Buttery knees. <laughs> He probably gets down on those buttery knees of his. <laughs> and slides around. This is like the uh, shit you find on somebody's computer. On. He's like, I'm sorry, I can't run for office anymore. It's like, why did you write this? He probably gets down on those buttery knees of his, flops out that creamy skinned, ch- creamy chicken skinned meat stick, and really just goes to town. Up and down. In and out, uh, 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 a little drool dripping out the side of those soft, glittery lips, just a slurping away. Man, that's making me so hot. Under the collar. I mean, hot under the collar. (laughs) You know, Bob Bruce being so gay. Shoot, I'm steamed. Heck yeah, man. You had me worried for a minute. I'm going to go tell him. I'm going to go tell him how steamed he's making me. Takes off his pants. Heck yeah. Just thinking about it. It's got me heating up. Just thinking about how (laughs) how mad I am. Hold my pants. I'm not going to bother waiting around. I'm going to give it to him. Bob Bruce is get, Bob Bruce is going to get it for me all night. Bob Bruce, here I come. Yeah, God. go get him, buddy. All right. Is it one, two, or <laughs> SNL, three? Well, here we come. Uh, can I guess it's all of them? 
<laughs> All of them have parts in the real sketch. I really do recall, or maybe it's a fever dream. Ah, oh, fuck. Did we think Bob Bruce was the gayest name ever or the straightest name? I think it had, I think have... it was old, like, stupid humor. I think Bruce, Bob Bruce was a, a gay sounding <sighs> I name. I know it unquote. came up. I remember hanging out and it was, we were all hanging out and either we were watching Braveheart or Braveheart was on. Oh, okay. You remember. And there's that character, the famous character, which now, if you want to be relevant, there's a Netflix movie called The Outlaw King. It's about Robert the Bruce. (laughs) Oh, that's Mm. And one of us in, in like jerk practice fashion went, yeah, old Bob Bruce. And we just started cheesing out because we were like, it's the funniest, it's a funny name. And then somehow in just the riffing, it became, he's like the guy that's whispered about like, oh, yeah, oh, Bob Bruce. So I remember the, the C, the idea of it was just, oh, Bob Bruce in the woods. Yeah. Uh, So we got. Uh, Fight Club style sketch within a sketch within a dream. Yep. <laughs> you got, we got uh, buttery. We got buttery knees. <laughs> that's the last cosmos. One. Oh, that's the last one. So buttery knees is the last one, and the second one was um, power lines with the electric Ooh. ability. Ernest style. Ah, I know electric was in it. Pulling out the cosmos from the cooler. It's got a I think it's power all lines. like power lines, dude. I'm gonna go with C. Okay. B for me. Okay. As for much Bob. as I wish it was A. Like so I hope Henning and I are both wrong. Well, unfortunately you are right, Casey. And the ending continues <sighs> after he goes to oh, get Bob. We Bruce. didn't stop we didn't stop there. The guy who's left alone <laughs> in the woods goes, Fuck, finally. I thought he'd never leave. Enter male prostitute. Where the hell have you been? Well, Jesus, these woods are big. Why did you want to meet me out here anyway? I don't know. What the hell else are the woods for? The male pro shrugs and gets on his knees. Wait, 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 wait. Just remember any anyone asks. It's the power lines. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew there were power lines somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where the power line origin came from. <laughs> no, it's just because the premise was it was these two dopes who simps that meet in the woods and they're like, Oh shit. Hey, Hey Jerry, what are you doing? Hey, brew. Hey Bob, what are you doing? And then to like deflect, they talk about Bob Bruce, but it, the whole premise was like, everybody in the woods is there just to fuck. Yeah. And Bob Bruce is willing they're, to they're, be like, that's what they're I'm here upholding. For. Because I remember the sketch, like in one iteration was just Mitch would walk by like Bigfoot and stop and look at us both. And we just go, Bob, Bob, and then he would leave, and then we go, oh, that Bob Bruce, what's he doing out here? So the latest iteration was like more like they kept calling Bob out of the woods, and they'd be like, hey, Bob, you got to you gotta answer us a few questions, and then Bob would get a little oh, too yeah. randy, and they'd be like, get back, in the, get back in the woods, Bob, back, back. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, so do it for love, you prostitute. Right. So... There's the quiz. I feel like you both feel a little sullied. Ugh, yeah. That was a little too deep into the Henning folder. feels sullied. I am proud. 
That's my. <laughs> that's what I have to leave my daughter. <laughs> Legacy. <laughs> 99 episodes ago, Casey told me he was going to Hennings to record something. 99 episodes ago, I said, have fun, thinking it would be just that. But in the last 99 episodes, you three have moved to the South, the Midwest, and the West Coast. In the last 99 episodes, you have become dumb, garbage, and bonus dads to the four greatest jerks on this earth. In 99 episodes, you've discussed the most banal topics, as well as our country's most poignant. In 99 episodes, you have made us all laugh. I got 99 episodes, and a jerk is in all of them. Thank you for what you do, and for keeping this ragtag crew together. Let's all lift a LaCroix to 99 plus one more. I mean, it's, you know. (laughs) Do you want to bring it back? I got something if you want to bring it back around. I got something fresh, Henning. Fresh and smart. And I know you might something I know you might think it modern. Something modern. Hip. But before I give you the modern thing I sent you, I got something. You guys tell me if I've grown at all. So I hadn't I had an idea, <laughs> but this is like a maybe a marketing genius idea. And I thought we could workshop mm-hmm. it. It's kind of a I was gonna write a parody commercial but I, I i one a day is enough so i got a little something for you so you all thought the condom industry couldn't come up with anything new or novel you get the play on words there in the first line gotcha yeah gotcha gotcha yes the novelty condom world had run dry no new colors no new flavors no new textures but you would be wrong this holiday season blowgin blondums is introducing condi cons <laughs> The all-new candy cane-flavored condom. Peppermint-rich, okay. colorfully striped, and texturally razor-sharp at the tip. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Condi Cons by Blogin. Cause this, And then I got a few different taglines, because you got to always have a few. This season, yeah. Chris Kringle's going to cover his dingles, or <laughs> no panty loss for Santa Claus, or... <laughs> On Donner, on Blitzen, on Bonner's, Gitsen, Hitsen. <laughs> oh, man. Now, this is why someone needs to to drop us a line and get us funded, because we'll be this is the quality of sketch writing we'll apply to. Selling your product. Oh, hell yeah. This would play (laughs) on (laughs) SNL right now. Condicon? Or at least Mad TV 2.0 when it comes back, when we bring it back, because we get a little randy. But just just a real heads up, that's not a bad idea in general. What? Condicons? Condicons. Candicons? You don't have to call them Condicons, but you could make a... That is an adult stocking stuffer. Can't, oh, candy yeah. cane condom? Why'd you go condy cons? Why didn't you go candy cons? Because it's a condom and it's a condy. It's candy cane or condy con. Yeah. So if you take the Just... vowel and switch it, <laughs> hey, stop licking. Gotcha. You're licking a condy con. Right? So it's a play on two ways. Maybe candy. Nah, you couldn't do candy cock. <laughs> condom canes. Because you would just assume it's a candy bejeweled 
cock. See, the logical is to go candy condoms, condom canes. Mm-hmm. But condy cons is like a legit play because you don't even you could even spell it the same way. You just have to put a little I'd, pronunciation. No, you're right. I thought you were going to get topical. It. I thought it was going to be. I thought you oh, it's, Condoleezza Rice or something. I thought Condoleezza Rice. The first <laughs> That's what thing I too. thought too. I was like, oh, did we write that? Twelve years, fifteen years ago. Two thousand six. The 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 way it came from is I was walking out of a Walmart and. Walmart is the saddest. You know, they pull out their Christmas decorations from those sad boxes in the corner of the warehouse. Haven't been cleaned. They just shoved horribly. So it's all these inflatable things that are forever wrinkled. But then one part of their design is just to take these giant condom looking socks and put them over the pillars that are in front of the door so people don't drive into the the entrance. So it just had these dirty, (laughs) filthy candy condoms on these sticks and that's where genius strikes candy cons you never know man that's why you have a notepad in your pocket use your use your notepad in your phone oh write everything down write everything down that's right Hans, let's see your face again oh tilt your camera oh i miss you Henning can't. He doesn't know if you're telling the truth. Well, I I hid my face so I wouldn't be a tell, but I wish Henning hid his face because his disgust (laughs) Disgust. projected onto me, and now I feel dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Can I hide my face, please? I'm shamed. I'm ashamed. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, silently judge me, please. Well, you did silently. I can see. I can see Henning's candy cons on that shelf back there. Oh, does he have a sweet? It's probably yeah. Get it at, uh, you know, Hot Topic or Ernie Novembers or, or the, the Blayless Ernie Novembers, like Ronnie Decembers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ronnie Decembers, Condi Cons. Oh, I was thinking. So, oh, sorry, Henning. Ernie November was like a record store in Sioux Falls, which was actually really cool. But I was thinking Hot Topic. I got it mixed up with Hot Topic. Or you could call it. Ernie November. Uh cool uh hot topic would be cool cool segment cool segment what's the thing cool footnote <laughs> let's go to cool footnotes <laughs> see footies speak uh oh my god so hendrith episode would they have nerdier stuff because it sounds footnotes are nerdy oh yeah leather-backed notepads like black leather-back notepads Condi con no condi cons because no not cool enough cons, for condi no. cons. Just regular condoms. No. <laughs> Just it's a perfect no place for millennials. <laughs> no books. <laughs> but it's condoms for your pencils. Yeah, we we're opening a real author's store. It's just gin condoms and notebooks. You sell pens? <laughs> get right with a condom, asshole. Get the fuck get out of here. We turned the dressing room into the we got a we have a uh on staff we have a fucking uh therapist what um let me think so hendrith episode are we doing a two-parter now that my phone is plugged in i can go all night were you not recording the quiz henning sabotage i was recording sabotage you by the way you're acting like i wrote that on my own i didn't write i didn't write that those today by the way that was <laughs> uh, I think you did. I'm gonna put your name on the Das N Henning, and I'm gonna email him to your dad. Oh yeah, that's how we know das it's Henning. the Henning era if we got the Das Eind. 
One does have a... Just... Wait a minute, wait a minute, you guys. One does have a DOS end. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Fuck. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I just yeah. don't remember oh, any yeah. of those at all. Clone has a DOS end. Mm. Maybe, Bob, oh, maybe I Stalin... DOS end. Oh. Well, there we go. Maybe I Stalin them and put some DOS signs in there to sully your good name, Henning. <laughs> That was that was a henning thing that you guys then picked up and ran with. Yeah, so I didn't go to prison. These later. were not all mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we hang, you we hang together. Oh yeah. Just because you're Mary Surratt and we stayed at your inn, you're hanging right next to <laughs> oh, us. Oh, you're coming down. All right, before we end part one of this episode, I want to leave you guys on a high note. Are you following me, what I'm doing here? I want to leave you guys on a high note. Hitting you with, the blue failure fighter was born on 11-9. The blue failure fighter was born on 11-9. Take us out, part one, baby. Red success sleeper. The blue failure fighter was born... On eleven nine, it's like does red the opposite of blue? Eleven nine eleven is that the opposite of eleven nine? Yes, of course. Got that part. The opposite so something of something nine eleven. The opposite of being born is uh okay uh death destruction death. Who died on nine eleven? America as a as a. No, I don't know. I'll give you that, but it was also the Yellow Power Ranger. We'll see you next week on part oh, that's two. Right. Oh. That's been an hour. <laughs> that's right. I forgot we were doing the title. The Yellow Power Ranger died on night. That's right. Okay, got you. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. And the nine eleven. Ranger of power is still dead. That's not how that was supposed to come out of my mouth. What did I just say? Nope, I'm sticking it. I was just about to hit delete. Fuck that. Not on the Hendrith. Take one, bitches. Dutards and doctors. Uh, what an awesome honor it is to be recording the promo like Shlomo for the Hendrith episode. You guys that sent out tracks and kind wishes and messages. It's so awesome. And we're so uh, happy to be, uh, you know, still recording this podcast. And to you, Henning and Casey, who are egotists, if you're listening to the whole episode that you're on and you're hearing this, it's been uh, uh, the the most fun I have it's the most fun I have in my life is recording this podcast with you guys. So uh, thank you for that. And I love you guys. Nothing you can do about it except for write a better quiz, bitch. You try it. I almost hit, almost hit stop record again. I'm not going to do that. Henning. Wait, no. Henning, stop. Not yet. Facebook page. Let's talk about it at jerk practice pod. Few downloads on this baby would be sweet. Little share, a righty, a reviewy. We love youy, and there's nothing you can doy about it. Henning, 
take us out. Sorry about the time between casts, but we're dumb dads now. Can't sit down and chat. Still improv hokey is where it's at. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's the hundredth show. Whoa, whoa. The hundredth pod, but it's not the hundredth pod. Just smile and nod. The hundredth pod, just smile and nod. Better late than not. So be happy, you prostitutes. Uh, toots. <laughs>